Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Our meditation this morning will focus on the first two parables from our Gospel reading today. The parable of the treasure hidden in the field, the parable of the pearl. Great work. These two, I think, are probably familiar to us, and normally they're, they're linked together in meaning. They seem to be talking about the same type of message, and so I'm dealing with them together this morning. Although, interestingly, Jesus doesn't decipher these ones for his disciples at the time, nor for us today, as he has done with some of the other parables. As you look at these two parables, the, the pictures, they're they're certainly different. The details aren't exactly the same, but there is one element of the parable that is starkly almost identical. And that statement that he sold all that he had and purchased it. And so it seems to me that is where the kernel of the message lies in what Jesus is teaching here. So think about it in contemporary terms. Not that long ago, there was the big Powerball lottery that had grown and grown and grown. Somebody finally won it. Uh, then this week, they were talking about the other lottery getting pretty big. All right. So let's say the winning ticket was sold. Nobody knows who bought it. And you're riding in a taxi one day, and you reach down in the cushion for whatever reason, and you pull out the ticket, and you realize that's the winning ticket. And so you go and you sell all of your possessions cash in all of your life savings, and you buy that taxi, or if you, your funds manage it, you buy the whole fleet of taxis so that you have possession of that ticket. Because, hey, you know, a, a billion dollars, give or take a couple hundred million, you're still coming out ahead. So here we have a parable. Finding something of incomparable worth. And as we encounter these parables, we kind of think, well, you know, we've encountered something of incomparable worth. After all, we've heard the gospel, right? The message of Jesus Christ, that he, the, son, the eternal Son of God, came to earth, walked as one of us, bore our infirmities and our iniquities, went to the cross, took away our sins, rose again, and now we are saved from our sins. We are free and we are promised eternal life. If you haven't heard the gospel before, well, now you just have. And so as we have heard the gospel, we have discovered that we have life in Christ. Life that is different and far exceeds the natural life that we were born into. And who among us would not count this a treasure? There's nothing else like it in the world that we can possibly find. And so maybe it seems like a natural reading of these two familiar parables, that hidden treasure in the field, that pearl of great price, that it's perhaps calling us to fervent discipleship. That perhaps it's calling us to recognize the great worth that we have found in the Gospel of Jesus Christ, and that as disciples of Christ, we need to let go of any other distraction in our lives. 
We need to go sell all our possessions, give them to the poor. We hear that message from Jesus' own mouth. Is that what He is telling us here? But then we hold up that mirror of God's Word, God's law, and we see ourselves in it, and we have to question, what kind of disciples are we then? Do any of us truly live each day as if the gospel of Jesus Christ was our greatest treasure? Yes, we're doing that right now. We're here on Sunday morning. That's rather easy. It's kind of a built-in habit for most of us. But what about 2 o'clock on Wednesday afternoon or 7 a.m. on Thursday? And who here would give up everything for the gospel? We know we're supposed to say that we would. And we're supposed to imagine what it would be like to do that, but it would be awfully hard. And perhaps we might let everything go in one of those uh, martyr moments where it is our life or our faith. And we'll choose our faith. But what about the more mundane discipleship? Giving up your own comforts in the service of your neighbor. These things part of the calling of the gospel as well. Has anyone here literally sold all that they have for the sake of Christ? You have this treasure. You have found it. It is in your possession. Did you give up everything for it? You see, I'm not raising my hand. And even if we did, even if we did give up everything in our lives, what would it get us? Would it get us any closer to God? Would it assure us that that promised life is in our possession? No. Not even close. That could not possibly buy our assurance. No matter how much we sold, it wouldn't get us that treasure. And so if that's what makes a disciple selling all your possessions in order to have that treasure, then as we look in the mirror, we see that well, we must be wretched followers. Because we don't do that. And we can't do that. It is a cost we cannot bear. If that's the lesson to be learned here, then these parables lay a heavy burden upon our hearts. There's that word if. Is that indeed the lesson that Jesus is teaching here in this place? I think it's helpful to remember that as Jesus was doing this teaching, it wasn't like a pericope lectionary reading that is in isolation on one Sunday morning, but these things all go together. So I'm going to encourage you to grab your pew Bible and crack it open to Matthew chapter 13. I'll give you a minute. Go ahead and grab your Bible, open up to Matthew chapter 13. You see, these two parables that we're talking about this morning, they are part of a series of parables that our Lord has been teaching as the crowds have become increasingly hostile toward him. And they reject him. And therefore, they no, will no longer understand his words. 
We have the parable of the sower. We have the parable of the sower explained. We have the parable of the weeds and the mustard seed. An explanation of the parable of the weeds. And here we have the parable of the hidden treasure and of the pearl and the net. Most of these parables in Matthew 13, Jesus has, is taught to the crowds. And then on occasion, He's gone back and deciphered them to His followers to make sure that they understand. And all these parables in Matthew chapter 13, they teach of the reign of God. Right? The kingdom of God is like. In the kingdom of God, the reign of God takes place in the person of Jesus Christ. And in these parables, He's revealed as the main agent. He's the one who's doing things. And as we transition into our Gospel reading today, there's no clue in the text given us that things have changed. And so let's follow that same pattern that he's already established. After all, the disciples, they didn't go out and stumble upon Jesus. He went out, and he found them. And he called them to follow him. And that, that is what makes a disciple. That Jesus has called you his own. And so rather than a burden in these parables, there is comfort and the great worth that the Lord sees in His disciples. He came into the world, into this field, and He found His people. He found the disciples. He found them. He found us forgotten, trampled, hidden away in a world of death and sin which rises up against Jesus. He did not recoil at what he saw, but he desired to make these disciples his own. So he gave up everything. He walked away from his throne. He turned away from his heavenly glory and humbled himself, taking on human flesh and blood. And even this he sold upon the cross, giving up his life for the life of his chosen disciples. He has chosen you. He has sought you out. He has found you. He has purchased, washed, fed, housed, and clothed you. And so indeed, take heart at this message this morning that though you are hidden away in a world of sin, though each and every day it doesn't get any easier to follow after your Lord, and though it may not always feel like it, Jesus has indeed claimed you as His own treasured possession. And therefore, nothing, nothing in all the world will snatch you out of His hand. I'm humbled to think that God found me. Found me buried in the dirt. And He called me a treasure. To think that He sought me out as a pearl of the greatest worth. To think that He gave all, gave His only Son, if only to call me His own. It's beyond human comprehension. 
but he did this very thing. He sold all that he had upon the cross to purchase the whole world from sin so that he might have you. So that he might have me. So that he might have for himself a people to love and cherish. It is indeed beyond our imagination and it can only come from a divine love that knows no bounds, no limits, and no end. In Jesus' name, Amen.